Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Real to us, the reality of who you are. We're so thankful that you've given us your spirit. I know, Father. I know. How do you want me to say that? That's why I just, I, I went on. Now, how do you want me to say that? There's two different ways that could be. Now, which one is it? Which one is it? Pastor, I hear the Spirit of God saying, there's a mountain. But it's not a mountain of problems. But it's a mountain that he's saying to you that you've got to go to the top of. And as you do, just like Moses, his hair changed who he was. He changed. He came back with the Ten Commandments. There was a drastic change that came upon him. He's saying, come to the mountain. Come to the mountain. Not a mountain of problems. It's a mountain of God's presence. And he's saying, come to the mountain. Now, we know you pray. We know you study. Dear Lord, you're one of the best teachers, preachers in the land. But he's saying... I want you to come a little extra more. Uh And as you seek my face, (laughs) you're going to enter into the more. Because there's more. There's more. And you know, that's for all of us if we dare just to spend the time. But there's something supernatural there that's going to take place. Uh You've been doing it, but there's more. There's more. So you keep right on before him. Lay your life down some more. You seek him and you will find him. Because he's waiting right at the door. (laughs) Oh, yes. The realm of impossibilities made possible. When we dare to enter in, he reveals more of him. It's not that you haven't been. You've been going to the mountain. But no, there's, there's some things in him. He's saying, you keep pressing in. You keep pressing in. You keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. I hear the spirit of God say. And your church body should follow and enter in too. For where leadership goes, it opens the door for the rest of the flock to enter in too. Dear God, sometimes you wonder because I believe that Pastor Sean is, is, is right on time and he's doing, God's not saying he's not doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. God's just saying, guess what? I've got more, I've got more. You thought it was good now? Just wait a minute. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I've got so more, I've got so much more to blow your mind. You just come and enter in it. <laughs> I'll enter in it, bless God. Nobody else is going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hey, here we are before you. We come in by faith. The deeper Deeper flow of you, God's glory, your glory and grace. 
In you we do live, God. In you we do move. And light and revelation is ours. All we have to do is say, I'm stepping in the room. <laughs> I'm here in the room. By faith, I've entered in. Hallelujah. My eyes see, my ears hear. I'm not in fear. I've entered in. So, Father, I thank you that we've entered in. We've entered into you right now. And Pastor was the one that opened up the door. He opened up the door. He entered in, began to sing in the Spirit, and things begin to happen. Mm -hmm. <sighs> the vehicle into the supernatural is speaking in an unknown tongue. Praying in your heavenly language. <laughs> that's where, that's where it, it, it's begun. You've got to do it from that place. And as you do, revelation will flow. You'll even begin to sing a song. Sometimes you'll shout, rejoice, run, and dance. But that's not all that should be going on. There's deeper flows in him, deeper moves, deeper moves, and he's calling, calling us in. Father, we worship you. Father, we thank you for your presence tonight, and we worship you tonight. We give you glory. We give you honor tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody says amen. Amen. <laughs> Pastor, was that okay? You got us going. How about having a Holy Ghost pastor? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God, singing and worshiping God. That's why the enemy has fought the very gift that God has given us. That is the gift of praying in the Holy Ghost. Churches have put, oh no, we won't let him manifest. Let's put him in a side room, in a back room. Oh, we don't want to get you filled with the spirit. No, in the congregation, we're going to do that all in the side room. And sometimes you need to do it that way because of what God's doing in the service. But most of the time, it's a sign and wonder to the people that are in the congregation. And we need to hear that gift whew, come out of people. And see, we've, we, we have closed God in and we've put him in a box and, and, and nowadays, you very seldom even hear singing in the spirit in church. Well, I don't want to frighten anybody. I don't want to scare anybody. Well, but guys, I don't know about you. When I was raised in the Pentecostal church, we always prayed in tongues and, and had a move of God in our church going on. And sinners would come in and they'd sit in the back pew. And it would freak them out a little bit. But, you know, they came back because they knew there was something real. Their heart was going, <gasps> there's something real about that. And they'd come back, and then they'd sit two rows closer. Then they would get a little closer the next service. And before you know it, one of the deacons, you know, one of the board members would go back and begin to talk to them and begin to love on them during the altar call. And before you know it, they're coming down, and they're weeping, and then they begin to be Holy Ghost rollers, praying in the Spirit. See, we're too afraid that we're going to mess people up. You know, people, well, sinners, they're going to freak out. Are you kidding? 
What was that show, uh, Morgan Freeman? Uh, he did a show and he went to churches um, about God. Do you guys, have you watched it? I don't know if it's on Netflix. I don't remember what it is. Look for it. What? Adventures in God or something. But anyway, it's real interesting. I wouldn't watch all of it because some of it he's talking to all kinds of different religions and stuff. But you know something he said? He said, if I understood it correctly, he said, when I went to those churches that prayed in tongues, there's something real about that. And at that time, I don't know if he still does, he proclaimed to be an atheist. See... We can get so messed up in our thinking because we want our churches to grow and grow and grow. And I got to be like, like that church over there that's mega happening and everything's going on. But that's not who, how God has called you to be. If you're filled with the spirit, you need to be free. You need to be praying in the spirit, singing in the spirit, living in the spirit. Paul said we're supposed to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, guys. We're supposed to do it. He would have told us to do something that we couldn't do. Well, no, I'm a little different. No, you're not any different than anybody else in the room. See, the enemy will try to fight with us and make us feel, oh, I'm just different. I can't do that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And when those thoughts come to you, you need to say, shut up. You know how many, you know how I've had when the enemy's been coming, I, shut up. And then my head is wanting to connect with what he's saying. Shut up, soul. Be quiet. And then I'd speak the truth from the word of God. Too many times we live under our privileges because we're living under our crazy own thinking. Because it's not been renewed enough in the word. Are you with me, guys? We got to be renewed in the word. We got to keep ourselves fresh. We got to keep ourselves going after the truth. How many of you love Jesus? Don't you love him? He's real. I know this morning I sang one of those old Pentecostal songs that I grew up on about how he's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. He's real. He's real. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That's why I love him so, because he is so real to me. How does some, something become more real to you the more you think about it, the more you meditate upon it? Are you with me? The more time you spend time with somebody, the more you get to know them. If you're married, if you don't communicate, if you don't have time that you spend together and talk about life, about one another, then your marriage is going to be... But when you communicate, I know that there are times when I do special things for Jerry. I see his little face light up. And before you know it, he's like wanting to shower me with, with, with love and, and, and just smiling. Oh, wanting to be more, oh, you know, loving on me and wanting to just hold my hand and, and stuff. And because when somebody does something good for you, how does it make you feel? Can you imagine spending time with God, living out of your heart to him? It causes him to be able to shower you with so much light and wisdom and understanding because you've allowed yourself to just give, you've given yourself to him. Talking about going deeper into the things of God. In order to go deeper, guys, there is a price to pay. And that price is that you have to pay is you got to quit watching TV so much. 
You've got to go to your prayer room. Well, I don't have a prayer room. Well, get in that dirty closet of yours. <laughs> Keep the light out, and hopefully you can get on your knees without having to clean it up. You know, find a place. Get in your car. Go someplace where you can just pray and scream and shout. I mean, hello, Montana's got a lot of space out here. <laughs> Are you with me? But get away with him. Spend time with him. Fellowship with him. And let him reveal to you his heart and what he's got for you. Deep cries to deep. Deep cries to deep. To deep. And what I love about him, as the further I go in and spend time with him, and I do it in faith. Did you hear that? And I do it in faith. We talked about this morning about how sometimes when you're praying about something, it seems like you can hit up against a brick wall and you feel like, what is the problem? How many of you have ever prayed in the spirit for somebody and it just seems to go nowhere and you leave the prayer time just blah? Or you're praying about your future. Hopefully you're praying about your future. Because see, when you pray in the Holy Spirit and you speak in an unknown tongue, Guys, you're clearing away cobwebs. You're, you're getting stuff out of the way for that which is, in, that which is in, in front of you, what God's called you to do in life. Some might say, I've been in this old job. I'm so tired of this old job. Well, when was the last time you prayed and asked God if that's where you still were supposed to be? And when was the last time you asked him, is there something else that you have for me? When was the last time that we prayed in the spirit concerning the future? What am I supposed to do? Can you dare to believe that your life can be different than what it is now? God can. God can. We need to see that God is a big God. And when we pray in the Spirit, it opens up so many opportunities and so many doors. In Romans 8, 26, it says that when you don't know how to pray like you ought, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you does, and He will help you pray. The Holy Spirit on the inside helps us pray the heart of the Father. Are you with me, guys? You can, guys, you can go. You can go. I'm sorry. I, I know those stools are probably not comfortable. All right. Well, did they not do an awesome job? We might have you guys come back up in a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awesome job. But guys, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it's amazing the things that can take place. The Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal his plan and his purpose to you. What do you need from me? Oh, oh I just felt it. When Jerry walked up in, I felt my chair going down the crack. Pastor Sean is so proper. I'll go tell the husband. <laughs> I don't want our, we don't want her to fall and hurt herself. Well, look to your neighbor and say, God is good as I get back adjusted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that good? Let me straighten the table, dear Jesus. It's got to look good on screen for everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> let's, let's, I don't want Pastor Sean yelling at me later. But anyway, let me fix my shirt. Okay, is not everything okay? Okay. Um, but guys, that, the very truth of us being able to yield to the Spirit of God in prayer and to pray out His plan in the earth. I was quoting Romans 8.26 before I was rudely interrupted. And um, no, I'm playing. I don't know if I was actually quoting that at that moment. But anyway, felt good to say it. Um, 
I love that. I love that verse. And I, why don't we, let's turn there. Let's turn there. Because I want to read it from a couple different translations possibly here. Uh, let's just see what we do here. There's some things that are stirring in my heart. Now in the King James Version, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I just have to shout something. You're not alone. You are not alone. You say, well, yes, I am. I'm not married yet. You are not alone. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. If you need help, you've got the greatest helper living on the inside of you. And when you don't know how to pray about something, you know, there's times I didn't, man, I've I've been, can you believe me? Speechless. (laughs) Father, I don't know what else to pray for this person. I don't know what else to pray about that situation, but the Holy Ghost on the inside of me who knows all things knows how to pray the heart of the Father. And so he's our helper. And so we can yield to him and and pray in an unknown tongue and he will help us pray out the perfect plan and purposes and will of God. Now, this is uh, the Amplified Translation. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Have you ever been so discouraged in trying to pray about something? Or have you been praying about something and it's so heavy you can't almost articulate what you're trying to get out am i the only one no but the holy spirit on the inside of us he helps us to articulate now listen to this translation the richard translation i like this one you're not left to your own devices for the divine spirit aids you in every situation for example When believers do not know how to pray appropriately uh, about a matter, he, the Holy Spirit, translates our inarticulate thoughts and puts them into a perfectly acceptable form. Now, did you hear that? When I don't know how to pray like I ought, the Holy Ghost, he does something for me. He translates my inarticulate thoughts and puts them into a perfectly acceptable form before my Father. Are you with me, guys? So when I pray in the Holy Ghost, this was just a small demonstration of what we did tonight. And hopefully there's going to be some more here in a moment. But see, because the moment you get a taste of God and recognize there's more, just know there's more beyond that. There's more beyond that. You're continually growing. That's why being ministers of the gospel, if you're dry, it's only because you're not fellowshipping. If you're dry, it's only because you're not in the word. As ministers, we should be able to get up and set the place on fire, make people want what we've got. Are you with me? The reality of what we're walking in should make you as a layman go, I want that too, I want that too. Unless you're so dead, and we need to come smack you. 
No, nah, I'm kidding. No, that's not true. But because you can, okay, maybe is a little bit for some. But how many of you have ever come to a meeting and you didn't want to participate? You were just doing it because you knew God was making you go to that meeting. And you sat in that meeting and you were wanting to have an attitude, but there was something in your heart going, and your heart was going, oh, oh. And then before you know it, you're with everybody else. Oh, you know, you're just all in the meeting and you're in the service. And it was a prayer service. You're in it. You're ready to go. But guys, I'm telling you, he's called us to go from glory to glory to glory. I remember serving Brother Hagen, And he would share stories and he would share things. There'd be times in prayer that we would pray in the crusades in the mornings and the spirit of God and hearing him pray out things and knowing things and hearing his stories. I, I just would be like, God, I, 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 I want what he's got. I want that relationship that he has. But there was a price he paid. He prayed. He studied and he prayed. He spent time with God. He fellowshiped with him and he heard his heart. He heard him. Why? Because he, the Holy One, would reveal the heart of the Father to him because that's what the Word says the Holy Spirit will do. And guys, we have the Holy One on the inside of us that when we pray in an unknown tongue, he helps every inarticulate thought we have to be a perfect, acceptable form before our Father. So I don't have to be smart. I don't have to have a ton of head knowledge. I get my words so tangled up sometimes. I'm like, people don't think I'm stupid. Well, if it wasn't for the grace of God, are you with me? There's something about it that the Holy Spirit, when he's on the inside of you and you yield yourself to him, he begins to reveal things and show you things. When you're praying in an unknown tongue, he will cause every inarticulate thought to be a perfect, acceptable form before the Father. And then just like that, boom, revelation a lot of times will just come straight back to you. And you'll hear his heart for his church, what he's wanting to do, what he's doing in the earth. He'll tell you things. So many times God will reveal things to people through visions or dreams. And instead of doing what he's wanting you to do, a lot of times, you know what we'll do? We'll talk about it. What do you think that meant? I don't know. What do you think that meant? I don't know. Well, let's go talk to somebody else. What do you think that meant? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Why didn't we pray? Why didn't we pray and ask God what he was meaning by things? <coughs> a lot of times, I need some water, love. A lot of times... We will be praying or we'll see something or God will reveal something to us. And instead of us praying about the situation, thank you, honey. Instead of about, uh, us praying about it, we talk about it to everybody. Your first thing to do would be, in my thinking, pray. Because you know, if you're in a position to see something, then you're in a position to change something. Did you hear that? If you're in a position to where you're seeing somebody struggling, instead of gossiping and telling everybody else about it, then maybe you're in that position to see so that you can pray for them. Oh, that went over well. Okay. <laughs> it's the truth no matter what. All right. There's another translation of this verse, and then I'm going to go into what I know we're supposed to talk about. This is part of it, but... There's another translation. It's an old translation. It's out of print, and it's called the Carpenter's Translation. 
And it says, we are not left alone. And this is Romans 8, 26. As I said just now, our possession of or whether our being possessed by the Holy Spirit teaches us to use aright the discipline of life. And this is the part I love about this translation. It bridges the gap between the present and the future. So when I pray in the Holy Ghost, it bridges the gap between the right now and my future. And I think we talked a little bit about this last time. When you pray in the Holy Ghost and you're praying about the plans of God, your future or whatever, when you're praying in the Spirit, what it does is it bridges the gap between the right now and the future. In other words, you know, we've been taught when you've got something going on in your life, you pray what the word says about that situation. You know, this is the confidence in 1 John 5. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, God hears us. If we know he hears us, then we know we get what, we, what we've asked for. That's how simple it is. This is the confidence that I have in him, that if I ask anything according to the book, I know God's hearing me. And because I know he's hearing me, I get what I've asked for. Are you with me, guys? And so we're going to pray according to the word over every situation in life that we're needing prayer in our lives about. And have you ever prayed the word and you've prayed every scripture, scripture, you know, on it and you're like, yes, father, I thank you that I have it. But on the inside, it feels a little scratchy. Like, hmm, I'm, seems like there's something else. I'm not finished quite yet. I know I'm in faith. I know that I prayed the word and I know that's what the word says, but there's a little bit of a scratch. Am I the only one that's prayed like that? And there's a, just a scratch there. What's, what, what, what's going on there? What, what, well, that's when, when you've prayed all that you know to pray, you lean on the Holy Spirit and you begin to pray in an unknown tongue. And the Holy Spirit then will take hold with you and help pray through any obstacles that might be in the way for your prayer being answered. Is that okay to say it like that? The Holy Spirit comes to our aid and he helps us pray. He makes every inarticulate thought into a perfect, a perfect form before our Father. And then if we look at this translation, we say that when we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit through us as we're speaking in an unknown tongue bridges the gap between the present life, the hour moment that you're in right now and the future. So here we are praying. And as we're praying, all of a sudden God reveals to us, we are, we, we're, we're supposed to launch a church while we're praying, dear God, we don't want to do it at first, but the more we pray because we fellowship with God, you know, God will get your attention. We were in joy. Georgia doing a women's retreat and we were going to preach that following Sunday in the church and I and I remember that we walked in this pretty retreat I get in there Jerry's like I'm gonna go downstairs and get some dinner and I'll bring some up to you and I said all right I'm just going to prepare some more and I'm sitting on the couch in the suite and I'm praying this is what three years ago four years ago and I'm praying in the spirit for the meeting, for all the ladies. It was a few churches that had come together. And I'm praying because I want to go in and give them what God has for them. And so, man, I'm praying. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now, prior to this, God had been dealing with us about being pastors. No, that's not your will for our Lord Jesus. No. But here I am, and I'm praying in Georgia. Oh, Father, your will for this meeting. Oh, Oh, Father, 
stay. Your plan, oh God. Oh, to minister to the needs of the ladies. Thank you for utterance and the Holy Ghost. Oh, And you know what happened? I thought I was praying for them, but all of a sudden my eyes were open and I began to pray. He showed me the church. Because, see, I was in a place of prayer. And he knows how to get to you. <laughs> and he began to show me things. He showed me so much, it overwhelmed me. And I'm weeping. I was ready for the meeting. Makeup, all the good and everything, ladies, I'm telling you. After that prayer time, I had to work all over again to make myself look presentable. Because I had stepped over into the spirit. He took, he will take every inarticulate thought you have. And even when you think you're praying for something, all of a sudden, because you're open to him and you're praying about this particular thing, all of a sudden he's like, "Mm mm-hmm, I got her now. Boom, chicka, boom. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I had to write it all down. When Jerry came back to the room, he goes, honey, I I know the church. And I had to share everything that he spoke and what he said. God will get through, he'll get things through to you if you'll yield yourself to him in prayer. I'm a prayer, so I might not always pray about me, but what happens is if I'm not taking enough time to pray about me in the midst of me praying for others, He'll get my attention. Look what pastor did tonight. He, you know, was singing, worshiping God and, and, and stuff. And it took us right into the call and the mandate upon him. It's, it's interesting. It's not hard to be led by the spirit of God. Just let God be God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, let God be God. But guys... God is seeking for us to pray, though. That's the way he communicates. That's the way he'll fellowship with you and reveal his perfect plan to you. But if you're not spending enough time in prayer, then that means you've got too much else going on in your world. You know what? You find time to do what you want to do. I find time to do what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Decorate. Mm-hmm. Go shopping. Go do what we like to do. We'll make time. We'll make it happen. Oh, yeah. We'll cut this. We'll chisel this. We'll do that. Oh, I'm a mom. I have so many kids. But you still somehow kind of make ways for things for you. If you don't, smack yourself and start doing it. (laughs) Guys, are you with me, though? We'll make time. Jerry makes time for his trike because he's got a trike now. That's all we hear about now, a trike. For his birthday, we bought a new shield for the trike. He rides on the trike, but I must admit, I love being on the trike too. But we'll make room. He makes room for it. You make room for what you want to do. Why can't we make more room for him? We can do it. There's a song that Keith Moore used to sing, Take the Time to Quiet Your Mind. Let your heart be still. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage is another one. Another scripture. Wait on the Lord. Wait before him. Guys, we have such a power supply of God on the inside of us and why we're not tapping into him like we should. We really need to go, come on, in the midst of our nation and what's happened. We need to be tapping in, and I believe the church is tapping in. 
I mean, here it is a Saturday night. Look how full this church is. Here you are, learning about Jesus, learning about your prayer life, how you can go further, how you can flow in the Spirit. Are you with me? So the rest of the verse here in this carpenter's translation says that you can bridge the gap between the present and the future. Now it was so many years ago. I'm in Georgia. I'm praying. As I'm praying in the Spirit, he's bridging the gap from my present, that present moment I was in to the future. And now we're in the future. We've moved and we're living in the state that God's told us it's to be. Guys, when Jerry came into my world, there was a, there was a time he was nowhere to be seen. And I'm believing God. I'm in faith. Father, I thank you that my husband finds me. Because the Bible says that the man's to find his good thing. It's a lot of women's problem. They try to do it. I'm not going to say any more about that. But I was like, Father, I thank you that my husband's finding me. I thank you. It's my heart's desire to be married. And I thank you that he's going to love me for who I am. He's not going to love the ministry or the gift or the call of God on me before me as a woman. He's going to love me first because, because of the call and the anointing. I had people, guys, come after me because of that. And it's like, that, that wouldn't have been a good marriage. Mm -mm. It would have been real bad. And, but I prayed that I would have a man that would love me, love God more, love me, and would love to be in the ministry and, and flow together. And I prayed for that. And I stayed in faith about it, even when I'd watch a Hallmark movie and I'd cry like crazy because my husband hadn't come yet, you know, and, and crazy, 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 you know, but I would, I would cry and in the midst of tears, father, I thank you. My husband's finding me. And I would pray in the spirit about my husband. I'd pray in the Holy ghost. I'd pray in the spirit. I had so many people around me that were not married and my age or older, and we would be in faith and pray together, and the next thing I'd know, they wouldn't be in faith about it. And I thought, dear God, I can't encourage them anymore. They're not listening to anything I have to say. And I had to cut, cut that type of prayer with them, didn't cut their friendship, but I had to cut praying with them about that because where they were was not going to touch where my faith is. I had done my best to help them get back up into faith. And sometimes I could get them back up, and other times, no, I couldn't do it. So I had to cut that in that, that relationship. And I kept speaking, I'm a married woman, I'm a married woman. I thank you, Father. Oh, I can smell his cologne. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was just in faith about it, and I would pray in the Spirit about it, pray in the Holy Ghost about it. And what happened was, is that as I prayed in the Spirit, it bridged the gap between me being single and becoming a married woman. Because as I prayed in the spirit. He and I. Our paths were getting ready to touch. And thank God it did. Because when we prayed in the Holy Ghost. When I was after it. It caused him to come. And I'm sure he was doing his thing. But it's about me right now. Um, <laughs> but it caused our paths to meet. And it bridged the gap between the present and the future. And there's one more thing about this. That I want to quote from this particular verse. Let me look right back at it again. It says that it bridges the gap between the present and the future, between life here and life in the eternal world. And that's what I want to talk about. Life here in this natural realm and life in the eternal realm. Life in the eternal world, the realm of the spirit. It bridges the gap between this realm and that realm. Praying in the Holy Ghost, as Dad Hagen used to teach us, is the vehicle into the supernatural. All you have to do is pray in the Spirit. And it'll take you places that you've never been. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And you need to do it in faith. 
Don't pray, as we said this morning, don't pray from, uh, it's only been five seconds, my God. We have to watch ourselves. When you pray in the spirit, you need to pray from the place that you know what you're doing. You pray in faith. You pray in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, pray in faith. We pray in faith. As we pray in faith, things happen. Things happen. Atmospheres change. Atmospheres change. Lives change. Lives are changed. People get on their God-ordained destiny. They get on the course that God's ordained them to be on. When we pray in the Spirit. How many of us have thought, I'm going to do this, and I want to do that. And then you get over into prayer, and as you're praying, you don't see any of that that you thought you wanted to do. You know, God knows what's best for you than what you know. And as we pray in the Spirit, what it does is it brings His plan and His purpose into view. Are you with me? The unseen realm. The unseen realm should not not be so scary to the believer. The unseen realm is a realm of glory. Now, is, does the devil have a right to operate in that realm? Well, yeah, he has a right to be over in that realm because he is. But as a believer, you've got dominion and authority over him. You have authority, power. We've been seated with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the spirit, we are supposed to go after things in God in faith. We've been talking about how that you know the Holy Ghost, John 14, 17, because you know him, you, you hear him. You're praying from a place of faith. You're operating from a place of faith. Look in your Bibles with me real quickly to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Are you guys okay? You're awful quiet listening and pulling. Makes a preacher nervous, to be honest. Sure does, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not sleepy at all. All right, now here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, I've heard this scripture all my life as a little kid. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And as I was growing up, I would hear that verse, and they would, and whoever was speaking or preaching, they would start talking about what a day, what a glorious day in heaven it's going to be when we all get to heaven. Oh, when the roll is called up yonder, we'll see and we'll know him. Oh, yes, we will. And that's what we'd sing. How many of you were raised Pentecost? When the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go. I'll fly away. Oh, glory. I'll fly away in the morning. Okay. All right. I love all those old songs. All right. But we sang them so much and we didn't sing enough songs about who we are right now. Who we are right now. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We're supposed to be living out of heaven in the earth right now. So this particular verse, I have not seen, nor ear have heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I thought, oh, but what a day when we get to heaven, we're going to see him for who he is. Oh, hallelujah, let's shout and dance and run. Oh, glory, glory. Am I the only one that was like that? 
But you know, when I went to Bible college, I found out there was a verse 10. <laughs> and that verse 10 changed my whole thinking about verse 9. And the first two words did it for me. But God. It means but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, are you kidding me? I'm thinking I got to wait till I get over yonder before I can understand and have understanding of the things of glory, the things of the spirit. And now, wait a minute. Now, this is saying, but God has revealed them unto us. Well, how did he do it? By his spirit, the Holy Spirit that Jesus spoke to the disciples about and prophesied to them and said, the spirit of truth, the world doesn't see or know, but you know him because he's going to live and dwell on the inside of you. Here we've got it again. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Guys, I'm here to tell you there's a deeper place in God that we can operate in, walk in, live in, move in, have our being in. Oh, my, there's a praskidele buchta. There's a bolster brafisili magrosta. And it's so robron rebisho bavai that it will come zobrosha eribrisi bangrovosta banzibere visabai. Did you get that? I said, what, what was that about? I'll tell you what it was about. Here it is. There are gifts in the spirit that I long for my body to operate in. For it has been a little here, a little there, but there's so much more that I have for my body to enter in. There are gifts that, 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 that I long for them to operate and yield to. But the way that these gifts become familiar to the believer is by entering in through the upper room. By praying in an unknown tongue and speaking in an unknown tongue will cause you to go deeper into me. For there is so much revelation that I desire to give. And yes, it's through my word, but it's my word and my spirit that agree. Hmm. <laughs> I love flowing with him. Isn't God fun? We don't need to make him hard. He's not difficult. He's got a sobraski bed of that he'll be a There's so much in him for our eyes to see that if we would just sit back and recognize, we would laugh and shout, Victory, victory! Because it's in him we live and move and have our being. Are you with me tonight? You might say, what are you doing? I'm just speaking out of my spirit, and then I'm interpreting what I'm saying. Hmm. You can do that, too. Huh. You know, I just look down, and before I go any further, I want to quote this verse, and then I want to step into something. Listen to what this says. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. <laughs> power. The Amplified is where I'm reading it from. You shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Holy Ghost hadn't come yet. See, Acts chapter 2 hasn't happened yet. So here we've got it. You shall receive power. 
ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How many of you are filled with the Spirit and you speak in an unknown tongue? Oh, look at all you folks. Come on now. Guess what you got? Ability, efficiency, might. You have power. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You have power. You have efficiency, ability, and might. Oh, yeah. You've got him living on the inside. And you see and know him. What do you choose to believe? The B-I-B-L-E or how you feel? Pastor said it. It's all fun. Woo, we're exciting now. What's it going to be like next week? Are you going to be shouting, I know him. Oh, you better. The words you speak become your world. It creates the world. We know that saying. It creates the world that you live in. What are you speaking? What are you saying? Huh. You don't have to be a pastor, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher to have the gifts operating in your life. But aren't you glad you have a pastor that you can go to and he'll help you learn how to flow in the gifts? Mm-hmm. So things don't get out of order, too. In prayer school on campus all these many years, there'd be times the Spirit of God would come in and the gifts would be in operation. And then sometimes it would be psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Man, the band would be playing. And I mean, it was just like, whoo. And, and, and I would sing something by the Spirit that I'd never sung before. And then I'd say, somebody else has got a verse to this song. And, and a lot of times I'd turn around and I'd make the singers on the platform sing a verse they'd never sung before. Now, when they first started doing it, if they'd never done it before, they'd look at me in fear and terror. But I'll say, nope, you don't have a right to do that. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. You got a song. And I say, get it. And sometimes it'd be a little shaky. Other times it would come out. And I'd be like, dear God in heaven, you just need to be doing this all the time. Come on now. I mean, just wonderful. And then we'd have some days that it just got on the congregation. And I'd say, if you've got a verse to the song, come up here right now. And while they're coming, I would sing another verse. And then I'd hold the mic and I'd let them sing it. And you know how many times, my Lord, it was so much fun listening to that, which was on the inside of everybody that was in the congregation come out. It was great. And then you'd have somebody come up. They didn't have it. (laughs) They didn't. There was no unction or anointing and they shouldn't have come up. But they just wanted to be come up. (laughs) And... You're like trying to keep a straight face because you don't want to laugh at them because they're coming up in sincerity and heart to the Lord, but they're singing so bad and nothing sounds right and it doesn't make sense. And you're just like, oh, you think, and as the leader, I'm thinking, okay, we're not going to get off here. And the moment they take their last breath, I immediately go, oh, yes, hallelujah. And I take it right back over and I bring it back to where it's supposed to be. And then the next person puts it back into, you know, and sings sings a verse. You know, as ministers, we can't be afraid that the service is going to get off. If you know who you are in Christ and you know the flow of the spirit, doesn't mean I know everything the Holy Ghost is wanting to do. A lot of times I don't know what he wants to do till I step into it. And then sometimes when I step into it, I only still get a part. And then the more that I step into it, somebody else has another part. Somebody else has a part. And then, oh, 
It's just wonderful. It's fun. But as ministry gifts, we've got to be confident in the gift and the calling of God that is upon us to know that we can take control of any service because we're the head. If something gets out of whack, I mean, hello, mom and dad, what do you do? If your kids are going nutso in the house, do you take control or do you go ahead and let them destroy the house? Do you let them color all over the walls? You know, do you let them dump toys all over the house? Well, I know some of you probably do because it gives you peace to think about something, but, (laughs) but when they start damaging things and doing crazy stuff, do you ever pull the mommy card? I'm the one in charge here, young man. We don't do this. You know? Well, being a a minister and you're in charge of a service and people are starting to flow and do some things and it's wonderful, but then there's one person that they think they're right, but they're not. So do you let that person keep doing that? You can't because it's going to mess up the whole flow of what God's wanting to do. And so are there kind ways to help that person Stop? Yes. You can. A lot of times when people would get up and we'd have times where people would get up and and have a quick word or they'd say something and stuff and somebody would get up and it was just so off. And, And I would just, I would think about whatever they were saying, something in it that was good. And when I grabbed the mic back, well, glory to God, I would say something that was good. And then I would take it right back to the stream that God had us in so we could keep flowing in the spirit. Are you with me, guys? Can't be afraid to let the spirit of God move because we're afraid that something's going to get out of control. And if it gets out of control, sometimes we as as leadership might have to say something. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's lift our hands up to God. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Oh, glory, 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 glory. And then somebody that works with you can go over to that person and say, oh, we love you, but let's have a seat right here in the front row. And they're not offended. They're not hurt usually. And if they are, you deal with them later. But the service still was able to flow. Okay, well, that went over well. So... We've got, we've got God's power, ability, efficiency, and might. We've got everything he is. He lives on the inside. Now, deep calls to deep. And as deep calls to deep, we've got to recognize that we have the spirit of God on the inside of us, and we know him. He lives in us. We have an unction. Remember today, First John 2.20? We have an unction from the Holy One, an anointing from him, and we know all things. He lives in us. He dwells in us. Are you with me, guys? As we quoted that verse, let me go back to it real quick, quickly. Romans 8, 26. Let me look at it real quick. I, I completely got away from my notes here. Sometimes my notes do weird things in my iPad, and I, I have to hunt. But all oh, the joy of the Lord. No thanks, I don't want to do that. Um, let me see here, praying in tongues. All right, here we go. Let me get back to that particular verse of Romans chapter 8, verse 26. When we do not know how to pray like we ought, the Holy Ghost on the inside of us helps us pray. Um, the carpenter translation, he bridges the gap between the present and the future. And then um, not only does he bridges, bridge the gap between the present and the future, but between life here and life in the eternal world. There's the unseen realm. See, I'm getting back to where we're supposed to be now. The unseen realm. The unseen realm. The realm where God lives. The realm of eternity. Guys, I remember years and years that I have. It's been over 20 years ago probably by now. I, I, I'll never forget it. I had a prayer group that I prayed with all the time. We prayed every week and we prayed on Tuesdays and sometimes Thursdays if we had the time. 
And we'd pray right there at the prayer and healing center in one of the prayer rooms. Now, we would be praying and having wonderful times in prayer. But I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to go deeper. We had heard about this particular minister, a prophet of the Lord. She was a prophetess, and she was going to be in a, in a town nearby. And all of us decided, and a bunch of Ramah people, all of us, we decided, let's go. Let's go to the meeting. And so we all went. And I knew the lady a little bit because I had led praise and worship for her before in a meeting. And it was wonderful. Man, I tell you what, that meeting was good. And all of a sudden, she, she began to minister. She come walking down the aisle towards where I was. Well, I don't think about her coming towards me. I mean, there's a whole crew of us sitting over here. She got to the end of the aisle, and she looked down the aisle, and she goes, you. About that time, I started sweating. And it wasn't just natural. I mean, the fire of God came on me. I'm sitting there, and I'm on fire. So, I, I mean, it's snowing outside. But I'm on fire in the church. I'm sitting there and going, okay, God, what is it? What is it? Because I knew. And she goes, you. She goes, it's time. This is what she said to me. It's time for you to start seeing. I go, okay, okay. Because I was thinking, go ahead. I heard you. You can leave now. I want to quit this sweating. <laughs> and she kept standing there. She goes, I'm not saying singing. I know you sing. I'm telling you it's time for you to start seeing. And then she spelt it. S-E-E-I-N-G. <laughs> I go, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She goes, it's time. She's finished. And as she's walking away, I could feel that. I got something, an impartation had taken place, but now I'm starting to not be so hot. And she walked down the aisle, and then she turned around and she looked at me. But some have to decide to see. I remember sitting there thinking, what is she talking about? That was the service. You know, she did a little bit more. That was the end of the meeting following morning I was going in to pray with the girls that I always pray with three other girls we got into the prayer room as we're praying now father is this what you want me to do I don't always like sharing this experience in prayer that's why I wanted to stop because if he told me I didn't have to I was getting ready to tell another story hey because sometimes some people don't understand this but I'll never forget it. That morning I went into that prayer room and all four of us girls, we began to pray. We loved praying with each other. Man, we started praying in the spirit. Our prayer assignment, we didn't have an assi a, a prayer focus. We would always pray, whatever the Holy Ghost deems the most important for the moment, we're here to pray it. And we'd have such wonderful times in prayer. And so we went in there and um, began to pray in the spirit and as we're praying in the spirit, you know, we had, there was a round table in that room and we'd all, it was a coffee table and we'd all just get down on our knees around that table with our Bibles and begin to pray. And as we were praying, all of a sudden I knew, are we in heaven? Because I was seeing clouds. It wasn't like the glory cloud, but it was clouds. Like the sky. 
And I was like, what are we? And I just kept praying. And I kept seeing, we're in heaven. I don't, I don't see the throne. I don't see anything. But I see clouds. <coughs> so I, I just kept praying. Then all of a sudden, in the distance, I saw something coming towards me. And I immediately thought, what is going on here? I don't want to be fruit looping. I don't want to be flaky. But I know I see something coming towards us. Now, my eyes are closed. It's a spiritual vision in prayer. And I'm praying. And as I saw it get closer to me, I thought, huh, I'm freaking out. It was a white horse and a man on a horse. Well, I thought, this is just crazy. And then all of a sudden, it got closer, and that man got off the horse, took the reins of the horse in his hand, and came over and stood and looked right at me. Well, when he did that, I opened my eyes, thought, sweet Lord, because see, if I opened my eyes, I couldn't see him. Because see, this was a spiritual vision. And so I go, hey, guys. They're all praying in the spirit. I go, hey, guys, wait a second. What you praying about? What you picking up? I looked at Robin. I go, Robin, what you praying about? She goes, I feel like we're praying about something in heaven. I go, yeah, me too. One of the other girls says, I feel like I'm praying for this minister and this particular pastor. And that's what I'm praying about. And I thought, okay, that's not what I have at all. And then I go, what are you praying about? And then she said something and stuff. I go, well, two of us have the same thing. So let's pray a little bit. Let's pray a little bit about that. And so I closed my eyes. We all begin to pray again. Well, all of a sudden, there he is again, standing right in front of me with the horse reins in his hand. And he's looking right at me. We're praying in the spirit. And I just opened my eyes because I thought if I open my eyes and I just act like I'm praying in tongues right now, they'll just think I'm still praying with them. But I've unhooked completely because it's freaking me out. But right before I opened my eyes, I heard the minister the night before say, some have to decide to see. I thought, I don't care. I ain't seen. <laughs> and so I opened my eyes and and all of a sudden Robin opened her eyes and looked at me and he, she said, why did you unhook your heart from prayer? So how do you know I unhooked my heart? She goes, I just know it. And I go, well, I'll tell you why I did. I said, as we were praying, and all the other girls quieted down and was listening, as we were praying, I saw clouds, and I knew we were in heaven, and I also knew I saw a horse coming towards me, and a man on a horse, and he got off the horse, and he's holding the reins of the horse in his hands, and he's looking at me, and I'm freaking out. Find out what he wants. And I'm like, why don't you find out what he wants? <laughs> now, see, God will operate with us all differently, you know? Brother Hagen would be very inquisitive of things when he would see things a lot of times. And, you know, when, when you're very Bible-based and, and, and you don't want to get off, you don't want to be flaky, you don't want to be weird. And so I know what I'm seeing. And I said, but guys, I'm going to tell you this. I said, I said, I heard what that lady said last night in the meeting, that you've got to decide to see. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see it. And they were like, Leanne, we're with you. 
So I said, okay. I closed my eyes. I told the Lord, I said, Father, I just made it, I'll decide to see this. If this is of you, I'll see it. And all of a sudden, this guy began to talk to us. I heard him plain as day, as plain as day as if I'm talking to you right now. And he said to me, he said, I want to take you someplace. Huh? This is foreign to me. He said, I want to take you guys somewhere. I was like, what? And I told the girls, he says he's, he's wanting us to go with him somewhere. And they were like, okay, let's go. I'm like, go on. I said, all right, we're going. See, now we're praying in the Holy Ghost. My eyes are closed, but I'm seeing heaven. And I'm seeing this person with his horse, and he's taking us down this winding road to this huge door. I go, guys, we're on this road, and we're going down this road, and there's a door. And we as prayers, we always have prayed for doors of utterance to be made open, and we command doors to open, and they were ready to just pray those doors to get open. And all of a sudden, that guy just opened the door, and we were in. I go, guys, don't do it. We're already in it. We're already there. We're in, the, we're in it. And just like that, the very atmosphere of the prayer room changed. And it was like God had entered the prayer room. When we entered into this room, it was a very large room, a very large room. It was so large that I couldn't see the walls, and it was very light and bright. And we stood inside this place, and I said, guys, we're in this. And I would tell him what I was seeing the whole time. I said, this guy is going over to the side, and he's tying up his horse. What in the world? And then he came back, and I said, he's talking. And I listened, and he would pause in between his sentences so I could tell the girls what he was saying. And this is what he said. He said, this is a place of ministry. This is a place of prayer. And I have called you to bring many to this place. And then he turned around and walked over and stood by his horse. And one of the girls said, oh, this is my part. This is where I've got to pray for that minister and that pastor to come to this place. And we began to pray. There was so much anointing and unction on it in this place. And we prayed for those ministers to come to this place of ministry from this place of prayer and to grow. And as we were praying, I got so caught up in prayer. But then all of a sudden, I looked back over at that guy. And I thought, please, if this is, this is what I thought, if this is of God, then why didn't Jesus come to bring me to this place? Why did he? And I mean within seconds. The girls are praying unction powers on him within seconds he was in my face and his finger was pointing at me and he said i am an angel sent by god to bring you to this place and i go yes sir and when i begin to pray more in the spirit i begin to remember something because i had just listened to jesse Duplantis. And he, where his experience when he went to heaven. And he said, guys, you better be careful what you think in heaven because they know your thoughts. And I thought, oh, I really am in heaven. He really is an angel. This really is of you, God. Oh, you know, because God deals with us all differently, okay? For me, he knows my personality. 
I don't want to get off. I want to be balanced. I want to help people. And so as he, as he went back over there, I began to pray with everybody again. And there was such utterance and unction in the Holy Ghost. And then he came back over when all we finished prayer. He came back over and he said, now, as I've said, this is a place of ministry and prayer. And I will never bring you back here again. For you now know how to come to this place. And I go, guys, he's leaving. He's leaving. He's going. He got on his horse. Guys, he's going, he's going, he's gone. But we're still here. And the power and the presence of God, you could sense in the very atmosphere. That's been probably 20 years ago that that happened. And since that time, I brought many people to that place of ministry and prayer in the spirit. I remember there was one year that I was in prayer school and I had been praying and I had decided I'm taking all the prayer school there and I'm not telling them. I got up and I began to lead prayer school that day from that place in the spirit of prayer. You could hear a pin drop in the place. And all of prayer school, we prayed from a deeper and a higher place. After the service, do you guys know who Lynn Meek is? Lynn Meek, you know, used to lead the worship all the time, Kim Copeland and stuff. And him and his wife, they live there in uh, Tulsa and have been connected at Rama forever. And at this particular year, uh, Kathy Meek, his wife, Oh, Gospel Bill is uh, the Gospel Duck. No, Gospel Duck is what he had. Um, but anyway, Kathy Mink was there in the service that day. And at the end of the service, she came up to me and she got right in my face and she said, Leanne, where did you take us? I go, what do you mean? <laughs> she goes, I know you took us someplace in the spirit. I go, well... And I, I shared with her later that day, I think we went out to lunch or something, and I shared with her what had happened. Guys, there are places in God that we can go. And for some, they don't understand that. I didn't used to understand it. But I tell you what, my head, if I followed my head, I wouldn't have went. But I went. And because I went, my ministry, my relationship with the Lord began to grow. I begin to walk into things in the spirit that I'd never walked into before. I'd see angels. How many times I'd pray and I would see angels. And I would thought, I'm fruit looping. I'm fruit looping. God, this, is, this just can't be right. And I started freaking out and wanting to step away from how I was praying. How I was seeing. I remember this one particular time I went in to the prayer coordinator at the time. This has been years ago. Kathy Creek was the head of, pr of prayer there at Rama, And I told her, I said, Kathy, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. And tears just came down her cheeks. She goes, Leanne, you have to pray this way. And I looked at her. I said, it's freaking me out. I don't want to pray like this. I don't want to see. She said, you have to pray like this. We have to have this type of prayer in the church. And I sat there and I smiled at her, but on the inside, but I'm not doing it. Because I don't want to be the fruit loop that everybody looks at and thinks, cheap, woo. 
that particular next week, we had a special speaker in prayer school. And of course, I'm doing the music for all the services. And it was the last day that this special minister was going to be there. And I was walking across the parking lot to go from the prayer and healing center to the building where we hold prayer school. As I'm walking across, I'm telling God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Actually, that morning, I told one of the girls that I prayed with all the time. I told her, I said, I go, Norma, it seems like God is telling me that I'm here. But I'm still a kid. I'm down here. She goes, Leanne, you better obey God. I go, I don't want to pray like this. I'm freaking out. I feel like God's telling me, no, you're here. Because see, he was training me. He'd been grooming me. But I was talking myself out of what he'd been doing. And here, and I knew, I told her, I said, I feel like God's saying, you're here. But I'm still here, Norma. I'm not. I'm not ready for this. And that afternoon, I was walking across the parking lot. And as I'm walking across the parking lot, I told God, I said, God, if this, if this minister doesn't call me out and prophesy over me, I'm quitting praying like this. I'm telling you right now. It's just not you. I'm going to take it. I put out a fleece. You know you're not supposed to put out fleeces of God. We have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Gideon put out a fleece because he didn't have the Holy Ghost living and dwelling on the inside of him. We don't put out fleece. We have the Holy Ghost living in us. And he tells us, he leads us, he guides us, right? But no, I put it out there. <laughs> Here I am walking across. If, if he doesn't call me out, then I'm going to quit praying like this. How many times have we done stupid prayer like that? And then something doesn't happen. Well, you're praying unscripturally. You know, duh. And then we'll get out of the will of God for a little bit because, well, it didn't happen, so I guess I get to do what I want to do. And then we wonder why our life is going crazy. Well, you prayed unscripturally. You don't pray. You don't put out a fleece before God. Well, if he doesn't call me out, now I'm just going to quit praying like that. You know? Well, if he don't call me out, I'm going to quit coming to church there because it just means I'm not supposed to be here. So he better call me out. So, Pastor Sean, you better be in the spirit. And you know, people have walked out of churches because they've put out a fleece like that. You know how dumb that is? It's unscriptural for the hour that we're living in. You're the church of the living God with the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, right? So anyway, I walked across the parking lot praying that prayer. If you don't call me out. Yeah, I got up, I got up and I led the praise and worship. The man got up and spoke that day. It was wonderful. He called on everybody, laid hands on everybody practically in the house but me. I'm like, what? what's up with that? What's up with that? I guess I'm not going to pray like this anymore. Ha, da, da, da. And then he finished the service and he was handing the mic over to, the, to, the guy, to Jim who was in charge. And uh, he said, just lift your hands up and just worship God. And so we all just lifted our hands up as he's taking the mic off and giving it to Jim. And as I'm worshiping God, I got conviction on me. Father, I'm sorry. You know I'm going to obey you. I know that you're teaching me. And I'll pray the way you want me to pray. I'll see what you want me to see, oh God. I'll do it. And within seconds, I felt somebody touch my hand just like that. I opened my eyes, and it was the minister. He said, he goes, whoo, Holy Ghost assignments are on you. Holy Ghost assignments. He said, step out here. And I stepped out. He said, it's like you've went 
from a pea shooter to a cannon. And when he did that, I fell down like a sack of potatoes. You know, most people fall straight back, not me. Boom. And the moment I hit, I was drunk as could be. I couldn't see straight. I was laughing so hard. I, I was embarrassed later thinking about what did I sound like? Because I got so drunk. He used the same thing. I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm right here. But God's saying I'm here. And then he said, it's like you went from a pea shooter to a cannon. I went, I know. God. <laughs> and I'm drunk. And from that moment, my prayer life never became the same. It changed. Because I begin to recognize that the realm of the spirit is just as real as this realm. I don't seek after seeing things in the realm of the spirit. No way. I seek first the kingdom of God. But as I seek him, guess what happens? Everything he is, is revealed. Is it for everybody to see Jesus? You know, is it for everybody to see angels everywhere? No. There are some ministry gifts, specifically that of a prophet. They're seers, so they see in that realm. Prayers might not be called to stand in the office as a prophet, but they can pray prophetically, and they'll see. Like it says in the scripture, watchmen on the wall will see things in the spirit. The realm of the spirit is real. One time I was praying with a group of people when I still wasn't wanting to see and know stuff. And I was praying with, these, with Jim Hockaday and a few others in his office. And I saw angels standing in the corner. And they were talking to each other. I couldn't make out what they were saying or anything. But they were talking. And one of them looked over their shoulder at me. And he said, hey, she sees us. Let's go talk to her. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> hey, I open my eyes real fast. But see, that was still when I was trying to run from operating in the supernatural. You can't make yourself operate in the supernatural. You don't want to unless you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the spirit of truth, the world doesn't see or know, but you know him. Who's him? The Holy One, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And the Spirit of God is calling you to launch out into the deep and go further in him. There are things that need to be prayed out in the earth. There are things that need to be seen and heard. Things need to be changed in the very atmosphere. This election that's getting ready to take place, the devil is throwing up everything he possibly can to cause everybody's attention not to be on the election it is vital that the right person be in the white house and if he can keep the church looking at the covid thing or keep the church looking at the riots and keep us looking away from from what we should be looking at then guess what that election is not going to turn out the way it should we as the church have got to hold up the plan of god in our nation and in the world we've got to pray out the plan and there's times that when you're praying in the spirit yes pray in english pray all the words and all the scriptures that you know to pray but then you yield to the holy ghost and let the great helper who lives on the inside of us help us to articulate the heart of the father so that the will of God can be done in the earth and he will help us bridge the gap between the unseen realm and this realm 
We can pray in such a way to bring heaven in the earth. We as believers have dominion in this life. We have dominion over every demonic activity. And our voice carries weight. But if we allow the enemy to keep us down and to keep us just thinking about my life, my world, my family, we've got to see the world. We've got to see God's work in the nations. Are you with me? One time, I'll never forget it, I was praying in a prayer group and God took me uh, up high and he caused me to look over the globe, up high, the world. And he said, I have my body operating in every nation of the world. And he pointed it out to me. Jesus is alive, guys. We're not doing this just because mama and grandpa and granddad, whoever, is served Jesus. So I guess I'm going to do what he did, you know, because he did it, I'm going to you know. No, no, no. You're not just following suit just because of some, what somebody, no, thank God they did and you were able to, to hear of Jesus and you accepted him. But guys, it's imperative that you recognize what you are to do in the earth. What is the destiny that is placing upon you? Are you, you know, some of us work, we clock in, we clock out, but you're still just as vital as someone that's preaching in the platform. You're part in the earth. There's a reason why you're where you're at and you live out that destiny. Pray out the plan and God will reveal and show you things concerning your future. God wants to show you. We didn't know anything about Rockwall, Texas. We didn't want to live in Texas. We thought when he told us that he wanted us to pastor, man, I'm thinking let's live on the coast, baby. Hey, let's live by the water. Let's live somewhere that's pretty hey we talked about it Woo, Jesus can we can we the first time we'll never forget it I took we took an, our, our iPad one of them we put it out put the map down okay father where and this was years two years at least before he told us where it was and as we're praying oh father we just thank you that your will is being revealed oh bro where do you want us to go where do you want us to go where do you want us to go and I heard the spirit of God I'm not not telling you yet and that's exactly how he said it I'm not telling you yet because you get your head all wrapped around it and I was like oh you're right I would I would have already googled everything about it I would have tried to figure everything out about it because it wasn't time for us to know it yet and then I stopped everybody praying I said guys stop he said he said he's not gonna tell us yet you know and then there was another time that we were driving through Rockwall and we're thinking, is this it? Could this really be it? We spent the night even praying. And you know what he said? I'm not telling you yet. I was like, why are you saying like that for? But he was making a point. I'm not telling you yet, so leave me alone about it. You know, because God's had to tell me to leave him alone about some things. In our house that we just sold, I wanted a pool. It didn't used to have a pool. I wanted a pool. Bless God, I want a pool. I want a pool. I told you, I want a pool. I want a pool. We had priced all the different types of pools, and we didn't want to put a real expensive, expensive pool in because um, 
the neighborhood, the house, you know, we'd never get our money back on that. So we want to be sensible about it and stuff. And so I'm just telling Father, I thank you that I've got my pool. I thank you, Father, that my pool is in my backyard. I thank you I'm going to have it this summer. I thank you. I can't remember all that I said, but, man, we're going to have that pool. Lord, I thank you. I'd pray it with Jerry sometimes, but I prayed all the time when I was by myself because I'm on a pole. I went after it. I went, I want that pool. Thank you, Jesus. I got my pool. Oh, thank you, Lord. I got my pool. I'll never forget it. I was in the bathroom fixing my hair, and, and I was talking to the Lord about it. Thank you, Lord, for my pool. Oh, I see that pool back there. Thank you, Lord, for my pool. Thank you for my, thank you for my pool. He said, and then this is what he said, would you leave me and Jerry alone about the pool? <laughs> he said, you leave it to us. You'll have the pool. How did he say it? You'll have the pool in the backyard by the end of the month. It'll be happening. You know what? I went out of the bathroom and I looked over at Jerry because he was sitting on the internet. And I told him, I said, honey, you know what God just told me? He goes, what? He told me to leave him alone and you alone about the pool because you and him have got it. And it'll be in the backyard by the end of the month. (laughs) I remember his facial expression. His eyes got real big. Okay. I was like, I got my pool. I got my pool. I got my pool. You know, I had my pool by the end of the end of the month, right? And um, dump, dump. What are those things called that came in and dug the hole out? Huh? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. And I remember sitting at that window, looking at the backyard, going, Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I believe in God for that. But, you know, he got after me and told me, he goes, would you leave me alone? You know, you can get so aggressive after something. God will be like, hey, you got it. Chill. (laughs) We can go after things in him, guys. Has any of this helped you guys tonight? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's calling us to a deeper place in him. So that we'll not just see who we are and are not have tunnel vision but to have vision that sees his plan. And there's a realm of the spirit that we can enter in, and God wants us to operate in that realm and recognize that it's real. It's real. It's real. And you know, you could miss God because there are times that God will tell you to pray and do something, and and you'll put your own agenda in front of it. I remember years ago, I was praying with a friend of mine, and she played the piano and the organ and the Rhema Singers and band, and, and she and I decided we were going to pray after hours on campus in the prayer school room, and we got permission to do it, and we were in there praying. Man, we had so many fun prayer times, I tell you, it was fun, 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 fun. And we were in there praying, and she'd be playing as we'd be praying, and she'd be playing the piano and, or the organ, whichever she wanted. And, and I'll never forget this one time I saw, as we were praying, an angel coming in from the back door of the auditorium and he and he come walking towards me and I saw him plain as day he come up to me and he said you must pray you must pray you must pray so that schism doesn't come to the body division okay I turned to Deborah I said this is what I just saw and this is what the angel the messenger just said She said, okay, well, let's pray. We started praying that night. We made a decision. Okay, we'll come back next week. We'll pray in the same time. Life got busy. We quit doing it. I forgot what the angel had said. 
And then you know what? Division came. Schism came. Some issues came. And I remember I was sitting in church, and the Spirit of God said, I sent a messenger to you to tell you to pray, and you didn't do it. In tears. I repented. So God, forgive me. Forgive me. I didn't do my part. I didn't do my part. For I've called many in this room to pray. To not just pray a little, but to come deeper in and to go further into what I have for this world in this hour today. I've called them to come further, but yet so many things have gotten in the way. And tonight, I'm asking you to come and pray. Seek my face and pray my heart, my plan for this nation, and you'll see the riots go away. Seek my face, and my plan shall come to pass in the earth, and the end shall come as you seek my face. Father, my Mondeli Brustala Migristi Gene de Bravdanstogene de Divine. Oh, whom dare do do see that which is trust to see that prophesied. Oh, Father, that we dare to see your heart and to speak your plan and prophesy. To speak out your heart and that you that which you desire for this day. For you've called us to a deeper place in you. And to come further in you. In Jesus name. Wow. Wow. And even as we share and speak out of our heart tonight. There is a fine line of error. That can come in. Where people get off. Because oh Leanne said we could decide to deceive. We could. You know and we get goofy in our thinking. We stay under submission. To our pastor. And then as we are saying, Holy Ghost, I know you. I don't want to pray anything but what you want me to pray. I thank you that I see and hear and follow after you. Holy Ghost, here we go. And you begin to pray in the spirit. And you press in. You press in. You don't want to be flaky. You don't want to get off. But guys, as I tell and I've told the prayer program there at Rama for years, 500 volunteers, I would tell them, Guys, all the students that were in prayer school, all the students that I would teach in principles of prayer, I would say to them, you make sure you're in the word as much as you are in prayer. Make sure you're in prayer as much as you are in the word. That way you won't get flaky or weird. The moment the pastor or your leadership says, you need to hold off on that, but you go, oh, no, I can't. No, you've just stepped into error. Because you need to be under submission to your leadership. Are you with me? You want to have a, a, a sound board. I mean, the church has a board. Are you with me? 
businesses, they have a board to, that they will share things with and talk things over. You want to have a covering, a covering. There are people at Ramah, like Doug Jones, he's a covering. Uh, Pastor and Miss Lynette, they're a covering to us at, at all the Ramah grads. To where if you're pastoring or something and you come into an issue or problem, you call the alumni office and you've got fivefold ministry gifts right there that are ready to help you walk through what you're dealing with. You have a sounding board. As prayers, that's why prayer groups are fun. When you're praying with others, it helps you stay balanced. And not only does it help you stay balanced in the word and prayer, but it, call, it will launch you out further. Because different people carry different things. That's another whole message. Every single one of you have been called to fellowship with God. Every single one of you have been called to pray in the Holy Ghost. And to pray out his will in the earth. It's not just for a minister. Every one of us are ministers if you want to really look at it correctly. We're to pray the heart of God and to step out into the supernatural. It's too much fun. I've had so much fun 28 years being in prayer school. Come on, praying in the spirit, going places in God, seeing God move and do things in the nations. I have one dear friend that she and I, we would get together and pray all the time. And we would, we would, we would go to China in prayer sometimes. We would be praying in the spirit. Our dialect would even change. We sound like we were Chinese. We weren't making fun of them. It was coming up out of our spirit. We sounded like we were, we were really Chinese. I remember one time opening my eyes as it was coming out of my mouth, and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and we both go, <laughs> well, but we kept doing it. We just kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. You don't want to miss out on the supernatural things of God. There, there are, oh, there's so much that I could share and so much we got to talk about. It's time to go home. Bless the Lord. I, you guys have pulled on me these last three nights or three services, and, and I'm wanting to pray. Thank God we did at the beginning. I'm wanting, maybe it'll be tomorrow morning we'll get to really step over and pray. Whew, I, I want us all to go. I want us to go. But right now, you've already are further. Because in the midst of us talking, impartations were made. In the midst of us talking. And if you dare to believe it, your, your prayer life is now different. Your prayer life is now different. Your prayer life is now different. Should I say it again? Your prayer life is now different. Because now you're going in from a place, I know the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I have an unction from him and I know all things. <laughs> I can speak in an unknown tongue and that's the vehicle into the realm of the spirit. And when I pray in an unknown tongue, it bridges the gap between the present and the future. It bridges the gap, bridges the gap between the unseen and the, and the seen realm. Are you with me? When I pray in an unknown tongue, whoo, did you know that when I was telling the story of heaven, we were there? I didn't feel that. Well, just give yourself some time. Be patient with you. Mm-hmm. The unseen realm is a real realm, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. But you never want to go without the Holy Ghost. That's why you learn who he is inside, and you live from a place of knowing him. Is that all right, Pastor? He'll correct all my doctrine when I leave. 
No, he'll put 500 scriptures with everything that I just shared. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Let's bow our heads for a moment. I'm going to pray for you before Pastor comes. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you, Father God, that impartations were made. Impartations. Oh, okay. Let's have some music, guitar. Let's have some guitar for a minute because there's something else right here, and we're going to step into this real quick. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's more than a handful. There's a, quite a bit. Quite. Oh, wow, really, Father? Yeah, yeah. Spirit of God said, I, 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 I want you to, to put out a call to everyone in the room. An invitation. If you want to go further in your prayer life, I just said a few moments ago, you're now going to be, you now are further, but now God said, take it to another level. If you want to go deeper and want to go further in your prayer life, he needs you to raise your hand up, raise your hand up, eyes closed, nobody else looking around. Almost everybody in the house has got their hand up. He told me that almost everyone would have their hand up and he said, you have them speak it. I'm going further, and I am further. So say this after me. I'm going further, and I am further. I'm going deeper. I'm going further in. I'm going to be led by my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me. I say yes. I say yes. I say yes in the name of Jesus, and I pray in the Holy Ghost, in faith, in faith, where my prayer language, where I pray and speak to you, Father, I pray in an unknown tongue in faith. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, with eyes closed, still nobody looking around. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost and you want to be filled with the Spirit, right now is your moment to do it. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I receive you. You are real to me. And I receive the gift of speaking in an unknown tongue. In a few seconds, when all of us begin to pray in tongues, by faith, just say it's mine and begin to pray. All right? And for all the rest of us with our eyes closed, nobody looking around. Right now, by faith, on the count of three, we're going to step over, and we're going to pray in tongues, and we're going to do it in faith. Don't you pray, Mousy. You pray from a place, I know the Spirit of God, and I'm going to pray in faith. So that means you're going to have some volume. You're not going to be so quiet and be freaked out if somebody hears you praying in tongues. On the count of three, one, two, Three, be so raske. Oh, nambre figesh kalamans guru brosh talamans day. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Lift your voice. Selaman graze, selaman grugugosta. Oh, rest in your rest, selahai. Oh, ha ha. Elebre best in your brosh talaman bransta. Oh, rebellion in your breast, in your manj guru brosta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
because you can't keep your tongue from praying. Holy Ghost, have your way in our lives. Use us. Pray through us. Help us to articulate the heart of the Father. Holy One, you live in us. We yield ourselves to you. And may our lives be what the Father desires for our lives to be. Making the realness of the power and the presence of God, the realness of the unseen realm, kingdom realities, to be our realities. Father, we worship you. And Father, may no one in this house be the same again. I declare it in the name of Jesus that no one in this house will be able to pray where they were. Now they're further in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you for your presence and your power. Oh, what a good God you are. What a good God you are. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.